Nate McMillan got fired. Was this right? Do you agree with it? Also, the players boycott their games for Black Lives Matter. And Michael Jordan reached out to Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook to bridge the gap between the players and the owners. All that more on this episode of The Sports Nuts. All right, all right, all right. We back with another episode of The Sports Nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Iami. On the mic, what's up, people? It's your boy, O-Juice. Y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know how I'm rocking. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man. So let's start this thing off right with a toast, man. We're going to toast to the NBA players boycotting yesterday and today. And also shouting out the MLB players. They boycotted, too. So let's do a shot for the players boycotting. I think the, the- – W WNBA too, I believe as well. Right? They boycotted too. So shout out all the sports players who boycotted mm-hmm. their games today, man. Thank you. We we, we this for y'all. Yeah. Here. yeah. Mm. Woo! Yes. Black Lives Matter. Yes, sir. So yes, indeed. We're gonna call this this gonna be the black episode right here. Cause everything I'm about to bring up is pretty much black so first topic nate mcmillan got fired what are y'all thoughts on that do you think it's a good fire or do do you think he should have had more time uh, uh go ahead, go ahead you know. <laughs> i um i thought i thought he was a good coach for them and definitely, you know, in the bubble, they was hooping. T.J. Warren specifically. But um, I think they was – the thing was it's like five straight years or something, I think, first-round exits in the uh, – is it four? First-round exit. And I think he only got like three three wins. It's something low. But his, like, overall record is pretty good. I think he, like, third, third highest in uh, – Indiana Pacers history or something. So I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't know what route they're trying to go. Um, I think they could have probably kept him longer because Miami was a good team. It was just really not much they can do. But I think the, the thing that hurt them was um, the fact that they got swept. And that's what the upper management don't like. Like, man, you going to get swept by these dudes? Didn't even get one win now, sneak a win? You got T.J. Warren, who was hot, all bubble. All of a sudden, can't do nothing. I mean, not that he couldn't do nothing. Just overall, he wasn't playing too great. And then, just as a team whole, you got Victor Oladipo who's been looking good again, which I'm I'm happy for him because you know he had that injury. So it's like I even thought they was gonna get a win. win and I'm going for Miami because you know Jimmy, one of my favorite players. But yeah, I was I was shocked that they um they swept them like that and. Yeah. At some point, you do got to look at um, coaching because they, they, Miami was coached well to make sure that Tim uh, or Warren never just went off. So I think that's, you got to look at coaching. So I guess you could fire him, but I also see keeping him a little longer. But for me, um, and and to your point, though, um, matching up with the Heat. They did create matchup problems for for the Pacers and TJ Warren and, and those guys were just 
you know, dug deep into them to get to. So I didn't even see them having a chance against Miami. I didn't expect the sweep, but I didn't think they had a chance. Maybe win one or probably two games, but they got swept. And you know, you get Miami credit for that. As far as Nate McMillan, um, the the writing was on the wall again. The history, you know, they've had some good uh, regular season seasons. You know, a lot of wins in the regular seasons. You know, they position themselves decently in in that um, in the East. But the playoffs is where is where you know the real basketball happens. And if you're not doing well in the playoffs, you know they need to get a fresh face in there, fresh uh, fresh starts, different. You know, mm-hmm. you know they need to make changes. And with Indiana, I think it was what four years in a row, five years or something. They been exit in the first round. It just, you know, it's doesn't. It's not going to continue to. That you can't continue that trend. Something has to give, and it always starts with the coach. So um, Nate is a good coach here. Lying on his feet, he'll be somewhere. So I'm not worried about him um, not having a job too long. But um, especially all these other places opening up. We got, um, you know, Houston may open up if. Um, if and when this season ends, you know, unless they actually win the championship, which I don't think. But, um, you know, D'Antoni could be on the hot seat there. Uh, Philadelphia just opened up. So, Nate would be okay. Um, he's a good coach. He's good enough to get back in there and, and, and lead another team uh, to some playoffs. But, yeah, they had to pull the trigger. Yeah, I agree, man. Even though, you know, I hate to see a black man get fired because there's so few black coaches in the NBA, but the writing's on the wall, man. You can have a good regular season, but the wins matter most in the playoffs and getting exited, what, four straight years in the playoffs? Like, that's not going to cut it, man. So, Nate – I said Nate Robinson. Nate McMillan, man, veteran head coach, um – I don't know if he'll get another head coaching job. I hope he does, but I can see him being an assistant coach. Um, I just don't think in his previous history, man, he's had like any success in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Hopefully he lands on his feet somewhere, but I think it was time for Indiana to make that change. I mean, getting swept, man, it's, it's embarrassing especially when it's a team you match up well with. Like, it was the, the fourth and fifth seed, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they're right in the middle of the Eastern Conference. So that game, I mean, that series should have could have went at least six games. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry, Nate Robinson, but it was the right move. So hopefully you land somewhere else. I keep calling Nate Robinson. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let me get to where you at. So exactly. All right, man. So we're gonna keep it moving. So the players boycotted the games yesterday and boycotted today. Overall, what's your thoughts on the players boycotting? Do you think it had an impact on what happened in Wisconsin? Well, um, before. The Wisconsin incident, the latest incident, the players boycotting, uh, I'm sorry, not boycotting, but just um, using their platform to, to, to have a voice for uh, overall culture has been very encouraging and making a difference. 
people listening now, people hearing it, people listening to them, people starting to 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 to, to you know um, join in with us and understand what we as a culture is going through, and all that is by help by the the uh, NBA players and other sport play, um, teams around that's happening out and using their platform to to bring awareness to the situation. Um, and then, yeah, with the latest incident in uh, Wisconsin uh, and the players, and not just the NBA, but like we mentioned earlier in the broadcast with uh, other sports uh, following suit by boycotting games, yes, that's, that's just bring even more light to our situation and the struggles that we as black men are going through and has been going through um, in this good old country of America. Um, so the boycott was awesome. I salute them. Um, I, I stand with them. Even Kenny Kenny Smith uh, on uh, Inside the NBA even walked off the set doing his broadcast. And these type of things are unheard of. You've never seen the, the movement that, that's happening now uh, with this. And it's great because times is – it's like LeBron tweeted the other day. He's sick and tired of it. We all are sick and tired of it. And now we're doing, uh, uh, we're getting the big help from our black um, athletes and other, even not just our black athletes, our, you know, our Caucasian athletes are helping us out. Everyone is starting to say, hey, look, yes, this is, um, this is real and it needs to stop and we need to make progress now. So I salute them. It's definitely going to make a difference. And, hey, keep it going because um, change has to come. Yeah, I agree, too. I'm glad they did it. Immediately off, off bed, I was like, dang, man, they postponed it. But then I thought about it like, man, it's actually a great thing to do. It's something that needs to be done. Of course, we all want sports. But not only do we want sports, the racist people who just love seeing sports want sports. So it's like, we all, it's all right, nobody getting sports then. This is going to keep happening. We're just going to not play sports. Because a lot of people look to sports. That's where you can almost be neutral. You're not even racist or nothing. You can you can be racist and still love, like, LeBron James as a basketball player or certain football players, Lamar Jackson and all of them. It's like, you just like football. You just like basketball. You just like baseball. All that stuff is just postponed because of stuff going on. It's like the world really going to feel that because, I mean, it's still, you know, COVID is still out there. So not everything open like it, like normal, like before COVID. So it's like sports is something you look forward to at least. So everyone, you know, upset about that. But it's like, why aren't they playing? They boycotting because of the killings that keep happening. So I definitely think it's a great thing that they did. And, um, Super proud for the of the Bucks for you know starting that, like no one even knew they was kind of trying to talk like amongst everyone like try to make a, a group decision, but they just didn't feel right. And I'm sure the head head of charge in that was Giannis over there, of course, because he's the Bucks leader. So good for them. I'm glad they did end up boycotting it. And yeah, something got to change because everyone loves sports. But if you go love sports, you got to love. Everyone that plays sports, so you gotta love everybody. You just gotta. I mean, I don't understand. It's hard about treating everybody equal. So, yeah, I'm glad they did that. Right. 
I'm glad they did it too, man. I was honestly, I was surprised that it happened. Like when initially, when the rumors start swirling, you know, the Bucks were talking about, you know, not playing their game. I thought that was just going to be it. I thought it was just going to be the Bucks and Magic that that game wouldn't happen. I didn't expect for the rest of the teams to come out and say, no, we're not playing. So I think that was great. I think it made a strong statement and I think it brought a lot of awareness to what happened and what's happening currently. Um, Hopefully, man, some some changes happen because what what we've been doing so far is not making a difference. So hopefully this makes a difference. Like the George Floyd incident, I think – what we did after that, that sparked it. But now we got to keep this going. So less talk and more action. So I'm happy that the and uh, female NBA players and the and the MLB. I'm happy they 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 did action instead of just talking. You know, so action speaks louder than words. And I thought this was great. So hopefully this sparks a change and you know we can put this behind us and everybody equal and we can all progress together man so i salute everybody who decided to sit out and boycott man and more power to you man so we appreciate y'all yes sir hey i do have a question real quick though um so after the boycott of the first game the whole nba uh, league and the N- NBA LP, um, the um, the league had a big meeting about should they continue uh, the season at all or should they just cancel the season from this point on? Now, keep in mind, they made it to the playoffs and they got the playoffs going. Would it have been wise to cancel the rest of the season and end the bubble or get back out there and play? Now, now before you answer, before you guys answer that, um, they did meet about that. They discussed it, and LeBron and the Lakers and uh, and the, also the LA Clippers have voted to cancel the season. And those are the two of the top favorite teams to win it all. But them two teams, you know, voted to cancel the season. You know, in the bubble, go home. Um, then they met again today, and they decided they're gonna keep it going. Why? Uh, first of all, what do you guys think on casting season or keeping it going? And then why did? What do you guys have? Uh, what, what do you think about LeBron and his teammates and the Clippers wanting to end the bubble? What do you guys think of that? Because I thought that wasn't a great thing to do. I think it's a good like. Personally, I understand it, but I don't think it's the best choice to make right now. Like, I think all of them being in a bubble gives them a better platform. to mm-hmm. It's because all the attention is on them right now for boycotting the game. So now they can use all this buzz that they have and continue what they're doing. So I think if there was the boycott the rest of the season, it would kind of – take the focus off of it. Cause once everybody goes home, it's not going to be everybody in the bubble focused just on that. Like they got families and outside interference. So I think they made the right decision by continuing to finish the season out. And now they can bring more awareness because everybody's in that bubble together and working on a solution. So I think they made the right decision by choosing to continue this season. First off, shout out to Brian. I'm on my wine game tonight. You know what I'm saying? I had to take it a little easy. I'll let him sip some wine. 
But um, <laughs> um, there, there you go. Uh, how I feel about it, I how I personally feel, I would want them to keep playing. But if they canceled it at this point, actually, I don't think it would have been bad. It would have really hurt everyone in the world. I mean, I understand the platform, you know. That's what I was thinking uh, originally. But they already got attention from – they got to the bubble. So, it's like I wanted them to continue the season, like, the first time around before, you know, well, after COVID came through and then they had to cancel and stop everything. And then they decided, like, we'll go try to play in uh, Orlando in a bubble. But some players is against, you know, going there like Kyrie. They're like, no, let's keep the attention on everything going on. I think the fact that they went to the bubble, they got in the bubble, and, you know, are in the playoffs now and everything, they got the attention. They were wearing their shirts and saying stuff from press and everything like that. So I think that's already been good enough like that. So I, if they did cancel the season, that – the sports is over. Like it would, it would be helpful if MLB was postponed longer too. But if they canceled it, I don't think it'll be detrimental to them. Where it's like, dang, now they don't have a platform because people are looking forward to the playoffs still. A lot of people love the playoffs, so I feel like that would. So if you cancel, there everybody be like, dang, no more basketball. So like, what are they doing? But then they can all go get in their communities or go wherever they want and help support everything and just try to get the movement uh, bigger and everything. Because really when you get to sports, playing basketball, you play basketball, you talk after for like 10 minutes. That's it. You're going back, go back to the locker room. There's nothing else after that. If so they I did want, cancel it, go ahead. Nah, but that point you just made, I want to I want to come back to that particular point. But you can finish, but I want to come back to that particular point. That's really it. All I'm saying is, of course, I want them to finish it and still use the platform in there. But I think at this point, since they're in the bubble and, you know, got everything going and they have been in uh, press conferences talking about all of that stuff, like, yeah, um, people, they still out there, all the race people, people out there still. And um, um, Brianna still, her killer still out there running around. So I think all of that has already been good enough where they technically – or they, I don't think they really need that platform anymore, but it still helps, of course. But I feel like they could go to their communities now and just spread word or do whatever the next steps is because there's got to be next steps. So that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah, progress. We got to make progress. We do the protests. Now we got to start seeing progress. And we are all are in agreement that, yes, I think it's best for them. I, I agree with you guys. It's best for them to continue – to, to the um, playoffs and finish it out like um, planned. Um, but the point that you made uh, about them, uh, you know, like you said, after the game, they talk 10 minutes and then they go and, you know, they don't have much going on after that. So um, do we think the Lakers and the Celtic, I'm sorry, the Lakers and the Clippers, I know most of that, that when they said, hey, they want to end the bubble now, and, and not playing anymore was mainly from anger before thinking about it and having the big meeting and realizing it's best to keep playing. So I know part of it was definitely anger to make them feel that way. But also, uh, I think, said, man, you talked about this a few days ago, but Paul George mentioned, you know, uh, how he been depressed and had anxiety in the bubble and unable to, to concentrate 
uh, and thus hurting his performance. Uh, I can see players going through that. Um, I'm for one who suffered from anxiety for, for many years now, and I know how tough that is. And so um, do you think some of the players was also feeling like, been feeling the way that, man, he can't wait for this ball to be over because of some of the mental health, the mental things of it that they're going through. So, so yes, anger also fueled the, the, that decision to say, hey, let's end it now. But I think it also could have been just other players like, here's an opportunity as well to let's end it. I'm not saying that they did that, but is, it, is that possible? Because I, I, I can see it being tough in there. I could definitely see that factor, in, especially for the players that – aren't married so if you just single you don't have anybody in a bubble with you besides your teammates like only the married players were allowed to bring their wives with them and a lot of people a lot of players didn't even bring their wives like LeBron didn't bring his wife and kids so that could have factored into it especially at a time like this when you're so upset you're frustrated you actually need to be around your family so Mm -hmm. could have factored in but at the same time you got to remember why you're making this sacrifice to be away from your family too you know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, uh, not to mention, I think the NBA spent about $200 million just to get this um, bubble put together oh, for the players. Disney. So, yeah, yeah they, they spent a lot of money. So, you know, they committed to the guys. And, and the NBA shows us that, you know, they have not given us any reason to – or given the players any reason to feel like they aren't behind the players – They've been standing right next with them players all along. They support the movement. So, and then they, they, they created this bubble with all the money just to, you know, play. I think the players owe it to not just the league, but to the, to the fans and to the society to finish it out, you know? Yeah, so, I, 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 I feel you on that, but I think it's just at this point, you know, stuff keep happening. I think it's just bigger than money and all that to all of them. So I think that's why they – was really willing to end the season just because it's like, all right, no more basketball then. That's, right. you know, it's going to keep going. But see, I, I, that part, for me, I have to disagree with because, like I said, I can see it, it was a hockey player the other night, um, one of the black few black hockey players in the league, and he tweeted out how disappointed he is with the NHL for not standing – behind this this movement uh, because they didn't cancel any games. They didn't – they weren't able to boycott. They weren't able to do nothing. And he felt like nothing's been – they haven't been helping them the way the NBA has been helping the NBA players. NBA stand by them. They, they support them. They, they, they support the boycott of the game. But by not playing the games, if the players decide to end the bubble – it hurts the NBA and everything, but the NBA are with us. They with the players. They are helping the players. They giving you the platform. They stand beside you. They give you all the tools you need. It's not gonna make a difference if you at home, if you outside the bubble, you at home and and you use your platform at home, or if you using it here inside the bubble. It's the same thing. You using your platform. So. Finish these games. Finish these commitments. So if it's if it's the same thing, then why can't they just be at home? Because the NBA, because the NBA committed 
all this money yeah, I, to get right. this, and they also stand behind the players. They give the I players no reason to feel like it's not even. It's not. I, I just feel like it's not even about the NBA. We all we all know that the NBA stands behind them, and I'm sure a high percentage because not everyone. I mean, you're gonna follow suit at some point. If every not every owner and everyone agrees with it, but they go follow suit because that's what it is. But the players feeling the kind of way. It's like. We want to make everyone really feel it. And, it's, and they, they don't want to hurt the NBA. That's not what they want to do. It's just the fact that they want to get a message across the world. There's more people are. across they, across the U.S. than the, the NBA circle. Yeah. NBA circle, yeah, they get all that money and everything there. But there's more people in the world, U.S. specifically, than the NBA. So, yeah, if it was like $200 million to get there, and if, if it really came down to it and they really needed to, like, make some more money, I'm sure, like, the top players will help out somehow so they can get a season going again since they know if they like, all right, we lead this bubble. Y'all know this is, like, $200 million we're throwing away. I'm just using that number because you said $200 million. So if we lead this bubble, that's $200 million we're going, throwing away, basically, because they did all this to get us right in this bubble and whatnot. So I'm sure top players like LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Chris Paul, Westbrook, all of them, like, kind of players, they had help, you know, for the future season to actually happen. And I do want to say I do want the season to continue, but I'm just saying I understand if they did cancel it, and I don't think it would be – it'll hurt for sure, but it's like it's a bigger picture. That's what it really comes down to. It's a bigger picture than just I, basketball. Yeah, I totally you, agree. You, so it's like, yeah, you, you want to finish the season out of respect for the NBA. Adam Silver been great. He great at what he's doing and supporting the movement and everything. But you don't know all if all the owners really support it. They at the end of the day, they might just want their money. You don't even know. They they happy we back. They go say, yeah, BLM, we go wear these on our shirts. Coach, you wear that, all that. But you don't know how they really feel. So it's like if you if you uh, make want to make the movement go even further, they still use their platform at home, and then do whatever other stuff it is to making it grow more and really having something happen. Because they canceled the NBA season. Something going to happen. Let's say they end up canceling MLB or something where they missing more games. This is a lot of sports, which is like a big revenue for money for, for a lot of the world or a lot of U.S. specifically. It's like, dang, this is hurting the society as a whole. As a whole, the society as a whole is getting hurt because of players not wanting to play sports no more. And like I said before, racist player or racist fans are watching sports all the time too. Also, these cops are watching sports all the time too. So at the end of the day, if there's no sports, everyone knows why. Why are they playing basketball no more? Oh, somebody got killed in Kenosha. That's why everybody mad right now. You got to pay attention to it more because you can't watch sports no more. So it's right back to no sports, no really out outside activity because Corona's still here. So you got to if you want to if you want to hear something, you're gonna have to listen to all this stuff about Black Lives Matter. And eventually you got to like, all right, I'm tired of dealing with this. Even though I don't agree with it, let me try to talk to somebody and understand why they're feeling like this. And I just feel like that's what will happen. So that's just that's my take on it. That's I, I agree. I see both sides. Um and I, I want to applaud the NBA out of all the major sports because they're the only ones who actually get behind this. Like they let the players select what they want on the back of their jerseys. They got the t-shirts, they got black lives matter on the court. Like no other sport has recognized this, you know, like 
certain players speak out on it, but the the other leagues in the whole as a whole have not did any gestures to show their support. So I just want to shout out the NBA. And I just think they they come so far, man. Like just just finish it out, but keep awareness on this issue as you finish this season out. And then once the season's over, man, and you go home, like go all the way in with it, man. Like we we gotta do something about this. We need change. We cannot keep letting this happen. And the peaceful protests, they're not it's it's not working. Whatever we've been doing, it's not working. So we definitely gotta try something different, man. So that's my take on it. All right. All right. So talk, gentlemen. Last 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 thing since we talking about owners, let's bring up MJ. <laughs> I got a newfound respect for MJ off the court. So, if you didn't know, Michael Jordan reached out to Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul is the president of the <laughs> of the player. Say the second name. Say the second name. <laughs> and he also called Brody Russell Westbrook today. So, Michael Jordan reached out to those two before they had their meeting to, you know, ask what can he do to bring back to the owners to, you know, kind of gel them together. So I appreciate that, man. Like Michael Jordan stepping out there, he's the only black majority owner in the league. So he's the perfect person to do it. Plus it's Michael Jordan, you know, who's not going to listen to Michael Jordan. So I applaud him for that, man. What do you think about Michael Jordan stepping out there and trying to enhance the relationship between the players and the owners? I, I, I also applaud him from coming out of his comfort zone. I've never uh, blamed him or had any ill feelings for him um, to, you know, over the years when he always just kept quiet and didn't step into that type of spotlight. He even said to himself, you know, that's not him. He's not that type. He's not in politics. He's not into any of those things. And, you know, he just, you know, he just wanted not be that. It's hard to not be that when you're such a a, a sports figure. You know, you almost have to step into that type of spotlight. And LeBron and all them did it gracefully, and um, they even, you know, they uh, embraced it. So him coming out of his comfort zone and trying to help out and and, and doing things, I I totally respect that. Um, And, hey, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's doing it because we need all the help we can get. Yeah, man, I'm I'm proud of Jordan, man, because, you know, Jordan come from an era, like, Pops, like you always tell me, it's like people see Jordan in real life, if they go to a game, they think he, like, a god because social media wasn't really big back then. Nowadays, you can interact with your favorite players. LeBron, perfect example. You, like, LeBron is a, one of the best basketball players ever, still to this day, one of the best basketball players ever. But his – his involvement in off-court stuff is ridiculous. Same as Westbrook and Chris Paul. They just – they cater to their communities or just communities in general a lot. And not only that, it's like you get to see LeBron embraced it because, you know, he was – he came in right from high school. So he's still in the age where social media was developing, not at where it's at now, but he's he's been in the whole wave of it. So it's like – I mean, you see him with his kids and all that stuff and all that having fun stuff, and that's just – that's great. And he still do everything he needs to do to, you know, support communities off-court and all that stuff. 
So yeah, Jordan, him stepping into that definitely since you know he he old now. It's like I don't want all that attention. But it's not like he hasn't been doing anything. He just do it behind closed doors because he don't care. Not not saying that LeBron want attention for it, but um, Jordan just do stuff. And if you hear about it, you hear about it. Like let's let's not lie. LeBron is a bigger, not a bigger name overall, but he a bigger name than Michael Jordan right now because everyone knows LeBron's still playing. All you know is Jordan is retired and. A lot of people say he was the GOAT, so it's, it's like that's what you know. But, I mean, Jordan opened up a hospital in his state and all that stuff, dropped tears. I was trending on social media for a minute. You know they love and joy and cry. So, you know, that's always a big deal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of Jordan for calling because that, that's definitely great because I think after this um, – um, what's the Bulls series called that they just dropped not too long ago? The Last Dance. Yeah, after the last dance, I feel like even more so Jordan is more in tune with social media and everything because I think he's worried about him looking bad a little bit or something. Well, I, I don't like... think I don't look at him looking bad. If you if and you guys are young, um, young, so again, you gonna probably say it, you could probably go back somewhat to what I'm about to say. Um, oh, it's just not gonna you you're not gonna grasp this, but you'll understand it. In my era back then, Jordan era, you know, no social media. All you can do is either if you can catch the game on on the weekend, like if it's on Sunday and it's a game on, it's a national televised game, you get to see Jordan if you're from other um, cities. But other than that, you're going to see ESPN highlights or open the newspaper and read about them. Uh, for us here in Chicago, we got to see them night in and night out when they play. But – uh, so other fans from other cities and, and other states, you know, didn't get to see him. So they, it's almost like a myth. They, he like, oh my god, he's like a, a musician out there. So it's a movie. It's a movie called The Fan. Uh, Say you might have heard of it. It's a baseball movie. Wesley Snipes, yeah, Robert De Niro, yeah. So that's what how it was for Jordan. Them. So he had to protect his family, you know, because you don't know what people are because they don't interact with him like they do with the athletes now on social media. And so ain't nobody that they enjoy watching LeBron them play and all that, but ain't nobody crazed and like, Oh my God, because they get to interact with him on TV, on social media and those things when you can do that with Michael. So it was like, you know, just to get a piece of just to, uh, when he had come to a gym, we went to this one gym and to watch them play. He came in, he almost didn't make it to the court because everybody grabbing on them and, and just wanted to touch him, and oh, I touched Michael Jordan. Oh, that's not crazy it was. So back then, you know, he, you know, he play basketball, but then he just keep quiet. He didn't, you know, he didn't go out. He couldn't do much. He kept his family hidden and, and secure because you just didn't know because somebody like the fan could come for yeah. him. Well, it's yeah, not like I, I know. Now, so he's loosening up. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I wasn't saying like. Anything along that. I'm saying I understand the way he is now because of the past, and he didn't really like come with the wave of social media. He just kind of stayed to himself, but still doing stuff behind closed doors. All I was saying is like I think the last dance kind of helped him get out there more, just a little bit, just because it was such a big thing in the world. There was nothing going on at that time. That was the like the height of Corona season, like when it all started coming. So, so no one was doing nothing. All you can do is watch. TV, but then at a certain point you get tired of watching TV. So people who haven't watched basketball in years 
turning on the last dance. Oh, it's something new they dropped. So I think that and him, I think he kind of paid attention to stuff, how people was reacting and made him get more involved. So I think that just all helped. But at the end of the day, thank you, Michael, for reaching out to Chris Paul and Westbrook about how you can help, man. Good job. Yeah, man, because he's the perfect person to do it. He's the arguably the GOAT, the greatest player of all time. So he relates to the players, and he's an owner. So he has that relationship with the owner. So what better person to bridge that gap between the players and the owners and I'm just – I was shocked when I saw that today because normally he liked to stay out the way. So, shout out to MJ for st- – The GOAT. The GOAT. And that's going to say that for another episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> shout out MJ. <laughs> and then, man, thank you for, for helping us, man. And we I'm go- just happy you give him some, some love. Uh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Now, I ain't going to say he not – I respect your decision, man. And it's- hey, look, during 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 the last dance, during the last dance, like when all the episodes was coming out, only questions you had about Mike was negative. Man, y'all see what he did to Scotty? Y'all see how? I'm glad you at least talking some positivity about Jordan. Oh, too. I got a side note on that too. We gonna yeah, we we're getting to that. Any 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 last words on on MJ stepping in and helping out with the relationship? Nope, just MJTG. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. Jay, hopefully we get the crime meme out of here, man. I want you to get up there and be like, "Why we can't come together with the players?" <laughs> <laughs> you know man, oh, you be the, the memes too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going we gonna to go ahead and wrap this up, man. Thank y'all for jumping on with your boy, man. There was so much happening today. We had to we had to do this, man. I didn't want too much time to go by without us speaking on this, though, man. So thank y'all for jumping on with me tonight, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no problem, man. I've been wanting to anyway. There's been a lot of, a lot of chatter going around, a lot of stuff canceled and all that. It was, it was definitely necessary. Sure. Yeah, we did it. All right, man. Well, thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll see y'all next time on these sports nuts. Yeah, dude.